in the series of um, 16 days, we had 12 town hall meetings in um, four countries. Prior to that, we also visited uh, Switzerland and, and uh, Norway. And this one was in, uh, in a beautiful hotel in uh, downtown Vienna, next to the Opera House. Um, really um, beautiful setting. Uh, the town hall meeting was um, very interesting, good crowd, good awareness of the situation in Bosnia-Herzegovina. And of course, um, this was all happening while in the media it was reported that the uh, registrations for um, elections of people, potential voters from the diaspora for these uh, elections in October of 2022, are, um, that these um, registrations are lagging behind mm. of the expectations. And somebody just said that only a few hundred people from Austria uh, were registered for uh, as as uh, as voters um, from Austria. And Austria has a large population of Bosnians and Herzegovinians, uh, our diaspora in, in Austria. So that was an alarming sign, and this was happening in the context of that news that not many people from Austria actually registered for the for for voting. Um, and um, clearly that was one of the topics, uh, important topics that night. But in the end, it was uh, really well received. People were um, motivated to start our presence, to restart our presence in, in Austria, because at some point we were we had a, a really good, solid presence in Austria, especially in Vienna. But then, uh, during the last couple of years, that dwindled off, and now we are actually going to uh, start the process again. Have a really good group of activists who are willing to work on the uh, voter registration uh, because there are, there are about twenty days left during which people in the diaspora can, can register to vote. Um, from Vienna, uh, next day, Saturday, we came to back to Sarajevo. Uh, Monday, we had uh, a visit to uh, Mostar. We went to Mostar because there was a press conference announcing our um, collaboration, coalition with another party, uh, party for Bosnia and Herzegovina in that canton, uh, Herzegovina Neretva canton. Uh, Herzegovina name of the province, Neretva name of the major river in that canton. And so we announced it and um, that basically just continued our forensic preparation for July 4th, which is the deadline mm -hmm. for submitting lists uh, of candidates 
for various levels of government uh, for these upcoming elections in, in October. These last days uh, are marked uh, by continuing constant conversations with potential candidates for various levels of governments from Canton and uh, entity all the way to the level of the country. Many meetings, uh, presidency of Platform for Progress, uh, trying to sift through the list of candidates and eventually we have to approve the list of candidates. Once we approve it, we, then we have negotiations with our coalition partners uh, because all of them have a list of candidates and now we have to merge all of that into one list. And that is uh, normally a very hectic process uh, and even more so for young political um, organizations like uh, Platform for Progress. Uh, this is the first time we're doing it, I don't know, for the national elections and um, clearly we are late with the whole process. And this was even delayed even more because of uh, my absence and absence of uh, Yusuf Arifagic, uh, the candidate for uh, presidency of Republika Srpska or vice presidency of Republika Srpska. And uh, due to our visit to the diaspora, since then, it's been like a blur. Meetings, phone conversations, uh, asking people, uh, parties to support the candidacy of Mr. Arifagic, um, convincing people that they should be on the list. Some would love to be uh, on the list, others are reluctant because of the time commitment that's necessary for all of this. And the exposure, quite frankly, exposure to the attacks of the nationalists and other major parties who are uh, unforgiving in, in anybody uh, showing or, or uh, displaying their preference for any party other than theirs, which is really unfortunate. Um, there are many good people that we would like to see on our lists, but they are really concerned for their the future, the pressure of the other parties, and some simply because they don't have the time to campaign. Uh, the process is well defined by the Central Election Committee. Now they established a database which is easier making which makes it easier for us to report our coalitions or our list of candidates uh, it is enough to um, put in the um, the uh, national ID number for each person and it pulls all the all the data so you don't have to put it in again um, prior to that step, each candidate has to verify the statement that they are willing to be the candidates and that has to be uh, somehow uh, done and signed in front of the public officials. So every person has to make that extra step. We have to have the paper with us. We enter data into the 
database of the Central Election Committee. After that, they print the paper for each, care for the list, uh, and that, uh, and that, with all of that, we go by Monday. We have to be in Central Election Commission, present our case. They have to verify the list and uh, make sure that it's entered into the system properly. And then a few days later, when they verify and check everything, then they confirm that your list has been properly submitted. Um, because most of our um, our lists are, for the most part, coalition lists, uh, whereas my candidacy is uh, in front of or on behalf of Platform for Progress, I, I because of the fact that I have to travel these days, I actually went to the Central Election Commission, commission and um, presented my credentials and registration as, at a can, as a candidate uh, for the presidency of Bosnia-Herzegovina. That was done today. And so I'm officially registered as a candidate for the um, presidency of Bosnia-Herzegovina for the um, election of October 22. Uh, we made a post to that effect uh, on our Facebook page. And somebody just um, told me that this is probably the post that uh, acquired uh, the number of likes, Facebook likes, faster uh, than any other post within the one hour time frame, and um, which may indicate um, that there is a, a solid support for. Uh, the candidacy and that's it's a good move that to offer um, an option um, to the general public uh, for those voters who uh, don't want to vote for the nationalists or those who are just against the nationalists but without offering a meaningful program and um, anyway that part is done we have uh, two more days uh, left tonight is the um, presidency of the meeting of the presidency of the coalition where we have to think about the ways to merge the various lists. Tomorrow night is the presidency of the platform for progress where we have to um, confirm our lists. Over the weekend our central office will work to enter all the data into the database of the central action commission, uh, make sure that um, we have all the paperwork for all the candidates uh, to prepare the package for Monday and then sometime on Monday before 4 p.m. to go to the Central Election Office, uh, Commission Office, and uh, submit our lists. At the same time, a lot of unsolved issues, um, discussions, conversations, uh, people unhappy with their uh, position within the list, those who would like to be higher. Because normally it shouldn't matter, right? Because it's uh, if people like you, even if you're number 15 on the list, if you, they like you the most, they will sit and certainly uh, simply uh, circle your name or whatever. Within, uh, in our election law, it states that within the party, first of all, you cannot select 
best people from any list, from any party. You have to vote for the party, within the party. So you pick the party. And um, within that, you can only, you pick, uh, you can either vote for the whole list party or select the people from the list. So, in order to jump from the 14th place to second or first or third, you have to have at least 20% of all the votes that your party acquired. And if you have that threshold, if you pass the threshold that you, you yourself earned 20% of all the votes, then you can jump people ahead of you. It is very hard to do. And that is why it, it may be that number one gets, let's say, 1,000 votes. And number two gets 3,000 votes, more than number one. But if that's not more than 20% of all the votes for on the list, you stay at number two, even though you got many more votes than the person ahead of you. They did that because the parties wanted to control their people and wanted to put higher those that they trust or they want to reward. It is also because people here, just like in the United States, they own the mandate, not the party. And if they decide to switch parties, which often happens here, they simply go to other parties, to other parties that gives them money or more money or whatever. <laughs> and so that was done so that the parties basically say, we invest, invest, invested in you and we will, we will want to have some control over who gets to represent us in the Congress, in the Parliament. And those they reward with higher places. In any case, that causes a big battle uh, within the party ranks as to who is going to be listed at which place. The higher you are, the better the chance that you will end up in the parliament at a certain level of the government. We are dealing with that now for the first time. The local elections are a little bit different. This is the first time we are actually trying, going for the uh, parliament, national parliament, entity parliament, and the cantonal assemblies. And um, there are a lot of fires that you have to extinguish <laughs> within the party because there will be unhappy people, and then you don't know what they will do when they're unhappy. They can simply uh, switch to, because there's still two more days, they can go to another party that will be happy to have them because they will list them higher and whatever. Not something that I um, expected to deal with to such an extent. They tell me it is the case with uh, every party, but I, I want to believe that we are different. However, we are probably different for the most part, but still, there are people who see uh, their own interests um, or define it as more important than the interests of the party or the country. A lot of effort being spent on that, all the conversations. Um, we have many issues in the Republika Srpska, uh, entity Republika Srpska, because 
there uh, we didn't in the end want to participate in that large coalition that originally wanted to stand be behind our candidate for the presidency and then decided to go with the nationalists. We decided not to participate in that, going through an effort to create our own list there and um, facing a lot of trouble because uh, those that the other coalition led by the nationalists effectively led by the nationalists even though it was a brainchild of the social democrats they are actually making sure that people who would be on our list don't get on our lists uh, on our list that is done by intim intimidation uh, threats of some kind uh, um, Whatever. It is um, very challenging. Our candidate for uh, president, uh, effectively vice president of the Republic of Srpska, um, he's um, very uncertain now how the whole process is playing out. Uh, became really nervous, and we have to deal with that. Issues everywhere that you have to deal with. Um, and the reason I always talk about the candidate for president president or vice president of the Republic of Srpska is because um, it is expected being so predominantly Serb that the president will be a Serb. And that's expected. And they give the Serb representative in the presidency of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Therefore, all other candidates who are of different ethnic groups can compete for vice presidency uh, representing Bosniaks or Croats in this particular case. So our candidate, being a Bosniak, officially competes for the presidency, which he cannot or she cannot get. And by definition, he's automatically candidate for vice president. Very interesting, very tough uh, process, and this is especially important uh, to to know and to understand when you get into this race. You have to understand how the process works, how other parties work, how uh, irregular the process is how dirty the process often is. And today we talk to representatives, to uh, representatives of a certain media channel here. And they were very honest with us, talked about the fact that uh, these larger parties have influenced or find, they found a way to influence major media um, and that the reporting often is very biased because they found a way to influence them. And uh, we are learning <laughs> more and more so every day how tough this battle is, how skewed it is, how irregular and often illegal it is, how they behave, that um, it doesn't discourage you, but it simply shows you how 
long road of change in Bosnia and Herzegovina is, and that is the road we are. We will stay true to who we are. That is the only way forward for us. After seeing all of this, I recognize more so than I ever have that we just cannot give an inch in terms of promoting who we truly are. And we have to stay the course, knowing it's a long-term battle and that people will over time understand that we are the only consistent political force here with a consistent message, with a consistent set of principles and a consistent uh, determination to promote values uh, that we think are really good for the society. And that's why we are going after the change in society, change of the values that have been really skewed toward the bad side over the last 30 years, and especially in the war. Uh, but it's, it's good that it's, it will make us stronger in our belief that we are on the right path and will um, make us more decisive in our decision to stay the course the way we started it. Anyway, that's the report for today. Well, it's, it's so interesting. Interesting may not be the right word, but I mean, it'd be one thing if you were just dealing with the egos of people and where they want to be placed on the ballot, but then you've got the other dynamic of the ongoing corruption within the national government and what they're doing. And then you've got to balance all of that with how things are played out and the rules within the country and the political system. I mean, it's, I don't envy you, but you, I mean, it, it's got to be an incredible challenge for you to try to put, weave all those pieces together. It is. And especially if you have a presidency, um, that is inexperienced as, as we have in all of these things. And the presidency has to make a decision. And we have a process where regional offices come up with a selection, recommendations, our human resources uh, office uh, help, helps in evaluating all the candidates. But in the end, it's the job of the presidency, uh, of platform for Fergus to, uh, to make those decisions. Uh, decisions, tough decisions. And this is all happening at a time when um, in the country the parliamentarians decided to raise their uh, wages, salaries, uh, higher and, and not by a trivial amount, at a time when inflation is, is soaring, uh, the gas, the, the um, went from, it doubled, uh, the price of the gallon doubled uh, in the past several months. Uh, food staples, staple items, um, two, three times, uh, people are beginning to starve. And in, the government has more money than ever uh, because of the uh, taxes that uh, work 
for the government when the prices are going higher, uh, meaning the uh, tax contributions are higher, they have more money than ever, not working for the for the citizens and not providing any kind of economic relief, while at the same time rewarding themselves for really stagnation, doing nothing from COVID times until today, except for bickering among themselves and trying to divide and conquer using old nationalist rhetoric. Um, rhetoric. Uh, it is true, <laughs> but uh, we are, we are a lot of people are talking about um, going out into the streets and they're asking us to take the lead. I made the announcement uh, yesterday that we are thinking about it and maybe it's time for us to lead another um, protest. Um, and that one was, that post had um, four or five times more likes or, or responses of people than any other post uh, uh, prior to this one today. Uh, announcing the candidacy. It is, uh, it's amazing. It's extraordinary times in the country, for sure. Everything is happening in the context of Ukraine, and President Biden was here at, uh, on the NATO uh, summit. And they talked about Bosnia-Herzegovina and the Western Balkans as well. Very uncertain times. It's amazing. And just, I know you got to go, just one other, with your kind of whirlwind tour around Europe, what key takeaway for you in terms of what you learned, what you were observing in terms of your town hall meetings? I would say that there's a lot of enthusiasm, energy, people want to have the country, they feel that they are um, pushed aside, frustrated with the cumbersome process that was cumbers that's cumbersome intentionally so that they don't vote. Um, they really want to be part of this but they're mad at the politicians in the country for not, them, not giving them a fair chance to, to participate. Fair chance would be electronic voting, so they don't have to go through the archaic process of sending mail letters that, that never arrive, for example, because uh, these bad guys actually count their votes. Um, they would like to participate more through the, established, the establishment of a ministry uh, of Secretary of uh, Diaspora so that they can work on behalf of Diaspora. They, they require, they need to have um, elect, elect, uh, um, their own representatives in the parliament, so that's not possible. And so there's a lot of frustration uh, with what's happening in the country and then they push aside while at the same time they are becoming more and more aware of their responsibility for making the country a better place. So they're also understanding that they have to have Bosnia-Herzegovina as, as an option for them, as a place to go back to in case that things go really awry in the countries where they are with the rise of extreme nationalism and extreme right, uh, which is often hostile to people from different countries or refugees or immigrants. And, um, the situation is very fluid everywhere, including diaspora and people know that. And this is also the time when they come to the country for vacation 
uh, and um, the increased presence here before the elections will also heighten some issues regarding the diaspora and their participation in the country, in the political life of the country.